Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Jason McGinney, and joining me uh, for a post-Turkey coma discussion of that here uh, prodigy stuff, my dear friends, Commander Eric and Lieutenant Commander David. What's happening, fellas? What's going on? Uh, good to see you gentlemen again. It is good to see you gentlemen is it, again. Is it good to see us? Yes. Yes, it is. You don't believe me? I'm trying. I'm trying to. <laughs> <You're> trying. <laughs> yeah, at least you're trying. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, wow, wow. Love it, love it, love it. So um, yeah, we are we are on the other side of um, of Thanksgiving, 2022, and um, um, yeah, we, normally we record these things like the day that um, this drops, and we are not recording it the day that it dropped because that was Thanksgiving, by the way, <laughs> and we have better things to do like have turkey comas and be with our our uh, our family and other loved ones. I mean, you're a love y'all are loved ones, but like not that kind of loved ones you know not that loved <laughs> not that loved <laughs> I wanna know damn chase <laughs> coming out coming out phaser's hot here we go all right no, but seriously how is how is your uh, your thanksgiving holiday gents i mean we went um on a trip down to visit my mom in florida it was the first trip we took together. The farthest we've been out of San Antonio before was New Braunfels, right? Nice. <laughs> so now, you know, we took a trip to Florida. It was fun. Uh, we went to a place called The Villages. It's like a, it's not, it's a retirement community, right? <laughs> you have to be 55. You have, you have to be 55 to own Here's a house there, right? No, it's, it's, it's. I'm trying to do the Tony Soprano voice. I don't know if you ever watched the Sopranos, but like when in season one, he wants to put his mother in a old folks home and he keeps going. It's a retirement community. Ma. <laughs> That's what I say that I'm trying to do the Tony Soprano. So, so Eric is the villages. Is that where the people live? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. I do what I can, by the way. But no, it's it's you know you have to be fifty five to own a house there, right? And there's you know, and lots of people drive golf carts around, right? There's there's an app, right, that does like maps, and it says, are you driving a golf cart or are you driving a car? And it gives you directions based upon what you're driving. Yeah, I never get old. Well, because because if you're driving a golf cart, you can't like cross a road. So there's like you have to drive on the golf cart thing, and they have to go like under. They have tunnels like <laughs> under the road that you have to to have to use. Oh god, it's it. it's 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 a pretty intricate setup down there. Wow. Anyway, we went down there. We visited my mom and. And, and Jason, and we had my aunt came off from Tampa, my dad's sister. We had a good time. You know, we spent, what, five days, right? A little, vac little vacation, kind of mini vacation. I can dig it. It was fun. I can dig it. It was our, fir it was our first trip together, That's right? We got, on the, we got on the plane together, right? Got off the plane together. <laughs> right? Got back on the plane together later. Got on the plane? <laughs> That's how it usually works. <laughs> Flying That's on an airplane. 
That's how it usually get works. Plane, get off the plane. Get on the plane. Get off the plane. Yeah. yeah. Right? If you have to switch, switch, like make a stop, right? Make a yeah. layover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't sleep well at all. I just got a message telling me, tell them we didn't sleep well at all. <laughs> <laughs> tell them. Tell them we didn't sleep well. Well, the only, the spare bedroom there. It has just like uh, it doesn't have a queen size bed. It has like just like the smaller size. Full. A uh, full, yeah. Ooh. So imagine like two adults trying to sleep together on a full size bed. So okay. <laughs> so here we go. Okay, let, let's let's just go there. And it was hot. And Raquel doesn't do hot. She doesn't sleep well when it's hot. She's hot. She has to have like a ceiling fan going like twenty four seven, right? Yeah, but like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like That's old, pe- old people need the heat. They, I guess, like they get colder easily, more Kinda easy. Reptiles or something, right? <laughs> well, you know, old people well, get colder e- easily. That's just that's just biology, right there. You didn't know that. Eric's Eric's cl- coming in clutch with the with the science delta right now. Here we go. <laughs> well, biology. Oh Lord, have mercy. So when when Michelle and I were first married. Um, like my the bed that I had on my own when I was living by myself was was a queen and hers was a full and we just thought it would be so romantic to to sleep close to each other um, on a full and um, that worked for like a month <laughs> yeah that was a bad idea and then we just like ended up making like her bed like the guest bed right and like my bed our our bed and yeah like that that's a that's a bad and now we have a king. So like I can be in my own zip code, she can be in her own zip code, and right. I mean, I slept for twenty. I slept for twenty years by myself on a queen size bed, right? I'm used to space. <laughs> there you go, there you go, man. All right. Well, how was how was uh, your your turkey day, David? Uh, turkey days. Uh, days. Plural. D-A-Z-E. It just it never it never stops. Uh, well, last week we were under con- constant threat of uh, of niece coming early, so uh, that was that was a constant uh, bit of phone tag there with my brother. Um, but yeah, I had first Thanksgiving, which which was fun. That was with my mom's side, and second non traditional Thanksgiving on Friday with my brother and that. You know, my dad and that side of the family. Um, I don't remember. Saturday, something happened. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> I think I think we tried to keep that relatively mild, but I'm pretty sure something happened. But now it's eluding me on what that was. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then uh, Sunday we had third third Thanksgiving. Uh, with Ashley's side of the family, so that was uh, that was all all sorts of uh, great. So then, I've been off since Thursday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now Monday, I've I've basically been off five days, and I'm off until the fifth of December. So I'm I'm getting up, and I'm like, oh man, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start on my to do list. I'm just gonna get stuff done all day long. It's gonna be great. And I'm just gonna keep going. You know what? I got Jack done. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we, we, we got up and, and it would, it was a long Sunday too. So, 
uh, she wasn't feeling super great. And, uh, and I was like, I had a little bit of, you know, that Monday morning bounce in your step. I'm like, come on, let's go. Let's do it. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. Uh, and then eventually my brother got a hold of me and said that they had the baby. So then, you know, we went out and got some uh, various little itty bitty shopping stuff done and then went down and, and saw, uh, saw the new niece. And so now I'm here. <laughs> it was party. Yeah, it was a, it was a very, very long, uh, sequence, uh, since we last, uh, last got together. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Well, there we have it. There we have it. What about you, Chase? What about me? Um, yeah, what about you? Oh, <laughs> uh, what I do. Um, I mean, for this is the third year in a row that um, I smoked turkey. So uh, I was pretty happy about that. Um, I tried out a, um, a new rub uh, recipe that I made. Um, so originally it was just like pepper and salt for like the rub. And I decided let's, let's get a little bit more fancy. So I added some other stuff like some, um, like some garlic, some, um, was it like the minced onion stuff like that comes in like one of those shaker bottles, I think. Um, and like a couple other spices and whoo, man, that the bark on that Turkey was the bomb.com. It was, it was so darn good. So good. Um, yeah, like it was like picked apart, uh, when it was all said and done. So I was, I was really happy that I didn't have anything to take home, no cleanup for me. So I was, I was happy about that. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, I, I mean, I was like on dad duty, like during like the week of Thanksgiving, uh, just because like the kids like school was, was closed, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and my wife worked on Wednesday and Friday. Um, because the markets open those days. So yeah, we just, uh, we, we had some shenanigans as a family and that was great. And, um, other than that, like, so we haven't, I mean, it's been like about like a week and a half thereabouts since like we were like last together, like talking Trek and like it, I don't know about y'all, but it feels like a lot's happened in a week and a half. Like, I mean, with y'all traveling and having, you know, new family members pop up and everything like that. Um, we're all nineties kids. So like we, like as like elder millennials, like we, I don't know if y'all are aware of this, but we lost, um, a hero of ours from the nineties, um, shortly after the last time we were together. And that was, uh, Jason David Frank, who we know, um, as the original green Ranger from the power Rangers franchise. And um, that one, man, that was a real punch in the gut uh, when that one happened. Um, I've met him. I've done um, like wind tunnels with him. Um, I studied under him martial arts and um, he invited me to come work for him personally um, at his um, um, dojo down in um, Houston. So like not just like knowing him as like the guy that was the guy you know, on the show, but like the guy that was an actual person that I knew, like it just like hit totally different. And, um, I don't know. I don't know like what y'all thought, if anything about that news, whenever it, <clears throat> I realize this is a Star Trek podcast, by the way, not Power Rangers. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, 
Power Rangers was like I I never got into like the multiple iterations that came afterwards, but sure. like the original Power Rangers was like the bomb.com like you just said about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean every, like every morning like it was on in syndication every morning, watched it before school. Yeah, Green Ranger was awesome. Uh It's just sad. Like I mean, I knew like I don't know how long it's how well you knew him Chase. Um, but like, it's just when you see somebody like that, who, who you think has such a great life, right. Um, you know, take their own life. It's, it's like, wow. Like what, like what was happening, you know? And like the, the singer for Lin, Lincoln Park comes to mind too, who took his own life a couple of years ago. When you see somebody like so successful, who you think must have everything and everything must be great you just it, it's kind of heartbreaking yeah 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 i i you know i i remember watching you know sort of the f- first american iteration of power rangers and everything i mean green ranger was the coolest he had a little knife flute <laughs> and and there was a kid at school who had that knife flute and we all hated him because he had what we all wanted <laughs> you know but uh it is it is also kind of neat when these folks crop up and they are legitimately like martial artists and they are legitimately like interesting people because so many hollywood people can be really boring I, I'm, I'm not gonna juxtapose that at all most of them aren't just they're just different um but I, I have this weird sequence in life of like missing out on meeting people that it's like, oh, it's been really cool to meet that person. And then, you know, you don't. And then you never do. Uh, and that was actually one of them. Uh, there, there was like a meet and greet I missed at, uh, at, a, at a con around here a couple years ago. So it before COVID. So more than just a couple years now when we think mm-hmm. about it but yeah it, it it's it, it is pretty difficult I, you know we've we've talked about it it's been it, it actually has been great to hear uh more talk surrounding mental health and the awareness of mental health sometimes the happiest people uh are not so happy inside so you know ma- make sure you hug your loved ones and and uh and listen to the things going on around you and you know live life to its fullest because you never know yeah yeah and you know david you and i know someone mutually who um was very adamant about making it awkward with um with people that you're close to and telling them like unapologetically i love you you know and um i mean I'd be lying if I didn't say like that, that was, you know, like what happened with, with, uh, Jason David Frank, um, that certainly, you know, has colored like some of the relationships, you know, that, that I have in my life, including, you know, with you guys. And, um, one of the texts that I sent y'all recently, um, on Thanksgiving. So, um, anyway, yeah, I was thinking about like some of those happy people, right? Like Robin Williams, was like the one that came to mind immediately through all that so uh we just had it um up on the screen but um for all you and all y'all in listener land if you know someone um you know that 
might be having those thoughts or maybe you're having those thoughts yourself um, there's always help available and uh, recently we had um, a number uh, a national number uh, for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline that and you can just call 988 uh, anytime day or night and have someone to talk to so uh, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline call 988 so um, anyway um, I mean that's that's that um, so they, um, there was a um, uh, they did a memorial service for him. They streamed it on um, his Facebook page um, on uh, Monday, the twentieth of November. So um, it was a huge turnout, huge turnout for that. Uh, unsurprisingly, so uh, we've been actually rewatching uh, some of the original Power Rangers, like with the kids, and like John is like just like loving the mess out of it like especially well, I, like watching like the megazord like come together it's, it's I, I turned crazy. on i turned on netflix like the other day yesterday yeah and it was like in the top 10 of netflix like the power power the original power rangers i was like eh, that's cool that, that just happened yeah. yeah 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 unsurprisingly yeah i didn't even know it was on netflix now the you power know. rangers <laughs> now you know yeah which it's kind of cool um David Yost, um, who played the original Blue Ranger, fans have been begging him, begging him to like reprise his role, like in like, you know, various team up episodes they do, like in the different Power Ranger shows now. And um, 2023 is going to be the 30th anniversary, 30th, guys, 30th anniversary of Power Rangers. And um, but him, uh, Walter Manuel Jones, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kat Sutherland, um, and uh, Rocky, the guy who played Rocky, um, um, and I, in the the girl who played Aisha, um, they're all coming back. They're all reprising their roles uh, for the 30th anniversary of Power Rangers. It's going to be nuts, and oh, nice. and it has to be union, or or something because David Yo said like the only way that he will come back and do another Power Rangers episode is if it is Union. So I'm assuming it's Union now, which is kind of crazy because they're filming, I mean, they film in New Zealand now. They don't film in um, LA. So that's all I got to say about that. Another one, unfortunately, because this, this hits a little closer because I watched it a lot more. Mm. Kevin Conroy also passed away too recently. Yeah. He was the voice of Batman. I mean, like just the voice of Batman, almost yep. period, <laughs> exclusively for animated and even uh, quite a few of the video games. That was a very sad battle with cancer. There were I'm not I'm not a huge Batman fan at all. There are only two um, bat men. Yeah, bat men. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know um, that I, I actually really enjoyed and kevin conroy number one and um name is escaping me but he did the um like the 1946 like serial something or like adam west no, no before, adam west. before adam west oh okay um those are my two favorite ones honestly i really enjoyed pattinson's batman i enjoyed that movie and his portrayal just saying Good. Okay. You didn't see it. You didn't like it. No, I did see no, it. it was, yeah, it was. It was. It was decent. It, was it wasn't good. bad at all. I was just waiting for him to like light up like a disco ball, since you know, 
<laughs> That's one thing, and he's moved past it. But he's a vampire bat. He's a vampire. Oh my god. Can we get on with this, please? Get on with it. I'm ready to get out of that conversation. All right. Derek wants to talk Trek. David, do you want to talk Trek? No, I think we should keep talking about other things. Yeah, let's talk Trek. <laughs> We're going into spoilerific territory, so this is your red alert as we talk about Star Trek Prodigy Season 1, Episode 15, Masquerade. Oh, Lord have mercy. Well, the, the description for this episode was real interesting. You know, like that, learning about the origins of Dal, more or less. And um, I like that. Uh, you know, we've been tracking, by the way, for all y'all in listener land, um, we've been tracking these star dates and like what they, um, you know, translate to like with, you know, a traditional 12 month calendar kind of thing. In this episode, we have it starting off as star date, whatever. <laughs> yep. Sounds right. Well, I mean, I have to assume it's immediately after last week's episode, right? I mean, I mean, I gotta imagine it's the same day. Perhaps, or maybe it's the next day. Floating for a while, <laughs> you know. Start eight six one three zero three, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's immediately after the last episode. Yeah, maybe it's uh, yeah, maybe it's uh, start eight six one three, um. Zero seven point three. I don't know. <laughs> Fine. Fine. That's cool. So yeah, we're just we're floating. Uh we've been we've been pursued and um we're we're on the other side of the line. And um gotta figure out what the heck to do because we're in the neutral zone now, baby. Well, apparently I had no idea that like there were bases inside the neutral zone? I thought it was just like an empty buffer zone that no one was allowed to put things into. <clears throat> right. Apparently that's not true because there's some depot thing that you can only get to one way, which is also straight out of Star Wars. Like <laughs> last week's episode was a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> y'all i'm just here <laughs> i'm just here i forget did this place have a name i can't remember this little depot thing that they're going to i don't remember the name if there was one okay anyway but all i know is that it looked strangely like a certain other like space needle pillar docking thing from like a certain you know Star Trek 2009 and also Star Trek Lower Deck season 3 
there's just like there's this affinity with, like with space platforms and like elevators. <clears throat> not 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 turbo lifts. Elevators, people. Yeah, I forget what it was. I think it's called Fountains of Paradise. It's there's a uh, a really good science fiction book. Um, Arthur C. Clarke, Isaac Asimov, one of those two, about building one of those space elevators on Earth. It was a really good book. And obviously, it's so good I can I can even remember the name and who wrote it. <laughs> Fountains of Paradise. I think that's what it's called. Well, good job. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, The Fountains of Paradise by Arthur C. Clarke. Good book. <clears throat> anyway. So yeah, Stardate, who cares? Just barely escape Starfleet by hiding in the neutral zone. We're not escaping anything else until we get our nacelles fixed. So we're we're doing that. And, um, you know, we're just so glad that we have um, the outrageous Akona uh, with us. Dal is apparently daydreaming about spacing him. Yeah, just casual murder. It's all good. <laughs> I, mean, well, I mean, it was an accident in his dream. So. <laughs> so, and we got Murph, little Murph, running around with his legs, shooting phasers, shooting phasers that we have to duck. And so we got to put him in a little hamster ball, gerbil ball, whatever the thing that you put your hamster in, you let him run around in. <laughs> Somehow, I feel like that's going to come in um, again, like little little hamster ball. Oh Lord, have mercy! So, yeah. Um, so, Akona's like, "Hey, I I know a place, y'all. I know a place. We can we can get some some sweet stuff." We can do some fixy fixes and we can, you know, just peace on out of here. Um, it's it's just right over there, right over there. So why don't we go sneak a peek? We'll get the stuff and we'll be on our way. And um, oh, by the way, you can't beam. You can't beam directly to it because that would be too easy. Maybe you could just land the ship there or something like that. <laughs> Hey, the only reason why transporters were invented was because we couldn't build sets to to land the ship or yeah. land a shuttle pod. <laughs> Look, I don't know about you this guys. This protostar like... must be tiny. This must be a tiny ship if we can land it everywhere. Yeah. These platforms, like, can't be that big. It's just a slightly bigger shuttle. It's fine. It's like Millennium Falcon sized. Yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but like I, I do, I, I am somewhat getting a little tired of like the, the retread, like retread episode, re, retread ideals. Like you, you, remember, you remember way back when, when I complained so much about Star Trek being original and now we just retread everything. <laughs> and yet we're retreading it again. Like, I, I think there's some really good stuff in here. Like, there's actually for me a really good lesson on down the line in this in this episode. But it's all it's all disguised in the same guys. And I don't know about you, but like the one of the the first 
big reveal in this episode really had my eyes rolling. But why do we... You have such a good original show. Why do we have to tie it into everything? Uh, Why does it have to come back around and be this almost like carbon copy retread of other stuff? Yeah. Are we running out of ideas that quickly? We were in season one. We can, we're, we're not like we're in season eight exactly. and we gotta think of something. That's why it's frustrating to me. It's not like, oh, look, here's another group of people that are seemingly have an idyllic world that as soon as we show up to, we're going to ruin everything and people are going to start dying. And then we're going to move on to a different place and find these other people who have a seemingly idyllic world. And we're going to ruin things. People are going to die, right? If you get the reference to what I'm talking about. No, nobody. Let's, 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 let's go to the depot. Let's, let's, let's go to this little, little place. And, um, let's just, let's, 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 let's check it out. Let's, let's see what's up. And, um, yeah, we, we, we land and we hop on the elevator go all the way downtown way downtown like literally down town it's literally down okay anyways so we go there and we're we like what we're, we're, we're splitting up right we're gonna like start splitting up and like we're gonna go find some stuff and dal is like having a pity party because everyone's like such a fan and like slobbering all over him okona okay and we run into like this weird alien thing. I'm not getting too far ahead of myself. Yeah, I think before we go down there, like he says, Okana says, this place is on the cutting edge of science. And Janeway's like, be careful, right? Cutting edge just means unregulated. And there's a reason why Starfleet has rules about these things and laws because scientific experimentation can be dangerous. Yeah. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably, it probably is. is. Yeah. yeah. This is a good lesson. Yep. yep. And and Rock Talk is excited because science. Right. Why science? Not? Science? <laughs> Why the heck not? Um yeah, so we we um end up in this place and um uh like we we had this kind of like teased um in episode um 11. Um, where like Dal's getting getting scanned and it's like ooh, report to Starfleet immediately. Um, and like we've been waiting, you know, like is this actually going to pay off this season? Is it going to pay off next season, season fourteen? Who knows? And um, we actually get a little bit of something or another with this, um, where um, this alien I didn't catch. I don't remember the name. Doctor Jago. Thank you. Um, like hey. I think I know what you is. Come here. Let's let's have some fun. And anyway, like I'm Dr. Jago and you are late with my shipment. Where's my gelatinous uh putrescine? And going on and on and on. Uh the skull ganglia, you you've seen someone like him. Never, but his origins are obvious. You know where I came from? What? And good grief is he a little bit of everything in Star Trek. Like, holy shnikes. 
Yeah, but it's not like you know where I came from. It's I know who you came from. And here we go. Aha, as I suspected, you're the handiwork of the protege of Dr. Eric Soon. Stupid. I hate I hate this. I don't like this. I don't like this. Yeah. (sighs) Look, guys, I want to go on the record. I need to say this first. I love me some Brent Spiner. Can I just can I just say that? I think he's talented. He's funny. Fantastic as all the data Android folks, right? Data lore before all that stuff. Okay. I I am so sick and tired of seeing him show up as everyone's dad, uncle, grandma, grandpa soon. I'm sick of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was. It's, it was. It made our. It made our most frustrating moment. Like nominees. I don't think it won. I, I think it. I think it. I think something else won. But right. for our last awards, it's ah, I'm sick of it. David, go on. No, I mean that. That's just the thing. <laughs> we're we're all just so so darn sick of it. And it, and it, like, I think you had the potential to tell like a really fascinating story of new life and new civilizations that you could tie in at some point and make a big deal of like for season two like this could that could be a star trek you know what i mean but instead we go back to the same stuff the same genetic augment bs that we keep having to do we keep having to go there and we don't have to I'm sure there are some people that love it. They're like, oh, it, it's there. Oh, it's all magically tied together. But it's, I'm sure but there are everywhere, people though. Like, I how much is enough? I mean, and, and you're right, though. You are 100% right. There, there is a large contingent of people out there that would prefer everything stay in one little tiny bubble and never grow, uh, never uh, expand, never get any smarter, any more clever. This isn't clever. It's not fun uh, to continue to have every, every series, every series tie into a soon in, in some uh, way, shape, or form. Every series. Like, you don't have to do that. Unless unless that's the next season of Discovery where we meet the Alpha soon and he's doing his last experiment through the time and space and Oh my god, what is it? Some we we're going in search of some artifact, right? That it's <laughs> like it's yeah, it's like the great 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 times fifty descendant of Sung who still looks just like Brent Spiner. <laughs> <laughs> It's so frustrating. Oh, frustrating. Chase just took his hat off and hit his head when I said that because he doesn't. <laughs> that would be it, awful. I do and not I, and I, also have... I do not approve. You approve. You love it. You're gonna, you're gonna tweet that. I mean, we're getting we're getting at Brent Spiner some more in Picard season three. Oh, you know what the big twist is? Moriarty. That's Adam Soong's granddad. Stop! Stop! <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like it. And and like Dow's got a little bit of everything. He's he's a base of base of a human, right? Mm. Right. Yeah. But yeah. they got some. 
Vulcan in him, some Organian. Like, how the heck do they get Organian DNA? Especially if it was that long ago, like the protege of Eric Sung, who is in the Archer timeline, right? Like, we didn't meet the Organians till like the Kirk era, right? A hundred years later. How did the protege of Eric Sung get Organian DNA? How would well, anybody get Organian DNA for that matter? Look, like the thing that I was kind of hoping for was that Dal was going to be kind of like an offshoot of like a Talaxian or something. Like he was going to be like, um, what's the, oh my gosh, like it's a thing. I'm, I'm totally um, blanking on it, guys. Um, help me out. It's like, a, um, dang it. It's like a, like a white um, something that's like born like once every generation or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? In, for Talaxians? No, 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 no. I'm talking like actual real animals. Like there's a, a real white rhino. Is it the white rhino? Well, that's the thing, yeah. There's, well, the, I want to say it was like some kind of cat or like zebra or something. Anyways, it doesn't matter, but there's like, we'll just say it's a white rhino, like where it's born like once every generation or several generations. I was kind of hoping that that's what was going to kind of be what, what Dal was, not like a Petri dish of every Star Trek alien known to man. I mean, I mean, nothing wrong with, I mean, especially like with the message that we're going to get a little bit later on, but like, I don't know if my, my eyes could have rolled any harder after hearing that, like the seven degrees of soon, you know, showing up again. Well, it, it kind of, kind of starts me down a path of, oh, so this is going to be a story of how Dal figures out all of his genetic powers slowly over time so that he can be the super xenomorph and it'll be great. I don't I don't xenomorph. particularly uh, it was the first thing that popped in my head. He is an alien. I don't know. I'm just it, it, it's just a little disappointing. I don't know. maybe maybe uh one of one out in the cosmos finding his people is is kind of a lame story to other people too but mm -hmm. i don't know that just mm -hmm. felt a little bit better than the same old augment stuff we seemingly have been having so often all we need now is a supercomputer controlling it all and we'll be right smack dab in the middle of everything <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I don't like it. But you know what? It was a it was a poor job, genetics. He was he wasn't like put together perfectly. It was bad, and I can fix you. Make it real quick. We have the technology. We can yeah. make you better. We can have the technology. We can make him better. See yeah. that this is actually something that I I kind of liked, depending on how you take the message though. So you have you have this kid who is looking for his purpose, where he's right. from, looking for the p missing piece. He figures out that he is actually unique, but unique in an in quotation bad way because this crazy nut job doctor is telling him, well, you're 
you're put together wrong, but I can fix you. See my ad in the hollow vid, you know, that you saw in the elevator. Here's a 15% off coupon. <laughs> but the thing is, is th throughout this, he figures out that trying to, you know, trying to change himself doesn't work out. It doesn't make him better and he'll have to learn to live within who he actually is. He has to actually find himself in himself. There is no quick fix here, which I think is a very important lesson that a lot of people could take nowadays, that there is no quick fix to happiness, to finding yourself, to finding your place in the greater cosmos of things. Yep. It's hard work and it takes introspection and it takes, you know, you just realizing that, you know, hey, you it's cool to feel these things. It's okay, but let's work through them in a healthy manner, but not with a push of the button or a magic pill or any of that stuff. It doesn't fix anything for you. So there's no no quick fix. So right. that I did kind of like. I don't know if that's specifically the message that was intended here, but that's kind of what I took from the experience that he that he had in the show. So no, I think that was a hundred percent the message. I mean, I think um, was it um, Kate Mulgrew? Like she does like these spots um, after each episode where like she talks about like essentially like the moral of the story, like the main focus of like what oh, another the thing that I don't watch at the end. <laughs> well, no, like it's it's like a a thing that's like uh, like what the extras or whatever I think like on like the the prodigy thing on paramount plus um and it's like the importance of like being yourself and like being um learning to live like with your own imperfections right um which i mean like that shines through like i think pretty well um especially with what happens um so we have we have our mad scientist right our, our mad geneticist who's saying uh, my epigenetic dermal implant can activate dormant genes while also stimulating rapid cell division. The best part, it's a fast, simple procedure and no one will know. No one's going to know that you have like a nickel size little something or other on the base of your skull. What are you smoking, dude? Like everyone <laughs> can see that. But yeah, you know, I was liking this episode at first. They're like, let's go. And he's like, you're right, Janeway. If it says if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And I was like, oh, like he's like learning and he's like, he's going to make a good decision. But no, he didn't. No, nope. Nope, nope, nope. He, um, guys, like, I think it's like kind of silly. And I feel like it's like kind of overdone. Like it, it might be a trope. I don't know. But, you know, whenever you have like a quick fix or something or another, like in a cartoon or a TV show or whatever it might be. Like, especially when it comes to like in intelligence, it seems like it's always like on on full display with like just throwing out some random words, like some random long words, um, just to just to show off. And and of course we have that with with Dal. Okay. First of all, did either of you know what these two words meant? Like when they said them, or did you have to go look them up? I had to look them up. 
I did too. I didn't know what either of these words meant. So, um, let's, let's, let's just go there real quick. Where'd it go? Oh, you're looking at the two words? Yeah, I was trying to just get it up. Never mind. Let's just keep going. Persicacious. Having a ready insight and understanding of things. Okay. Mm. Someone who is persicacious notices, realizes, and understands things quickly. Not that's definitely not me, by the way. And sagacious. Having having or showing keen mental discernment and good judgment. Definitely a, sag- a sagacious person is intelligent and has the ability to make good decisions. Mm. <laughs> I just had to go look those words up because I wanted to know what they meant. Yeah. So like, just kind of like, let's, let's keep this thing going. Like, so we're, we're, you know, we've got like the parts, like the, uh, like team B or whatever we want to call them. They got some parts, you know, we're, we're heading back to the, to the ship. And uh, yeah, like these these funny words start popping up. Other things start popping up too, like uh, facial hair and pointy ears, um, some some like ridges like on the forehead, some tusks coming out the mouth, antenna, antenna coming out the forehead. <laughs> um, so he's he's like turning into you know like almost the main founding members of, of, uh, the Federation for crying out loud. Um, and people know, Oh shoot, you did the thing. Didn't you, 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 you did the thing. Like you, you wanted to make yourself better. Cool. 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 And, um, not only that, but we have the Tal Shiar from like a different storyline that is now giving us chase and trying to, hurt us and of course we have to get back to the elevator um and dal's doing some stuff to you know kind of like knock him out let's get to the elevator and let's just do a little elevator fight because why not and stuff happens and part of that stuff also includes um what we are probably assuming to be our new um security officer Murph doing a little bit of like some gooey gymnastic slippity slap type stuff. It's great. Okay. Can we can like, so we're riding up in the elevator and the Tal Shiar people are shooting at us and Murph is in his little hamster ball. Like, let me out. Let me out. We, we think he's just freaking out. We are like, he doesn't want to help or, and then we finally let him out and Murph jumps over to the other platform and just, kicks these guys off and presumably they all fall to their deaths right yeah are we like okay i mean like i think david brought this up like god it feels like a long time ago now but season three premiere of of discovery there's the scene where michael and book are being chased by the the orions the you know the people, right? The Orions, the Andorians, the the Morns. I forget what species Morn is from, but there was one of them in there. And they're getting chased, and they're just like pew 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 pew, and they're blowing people up, just indiscriminately killing them. We're like, 
are we okay with them just like killing these people? Like, <laughs> are we okay with that? And like we at the end of season one, season one A of of um this show, we're like, are we okay with zero just like frying someone's brain? Frying someone's brain. <laughs> and but like now here Murph is just like doing his karate ninja stuff and throwing people off platforms and killing them. And it's yep. it's like, yay, Murph, good job. And I'm like is it though <laughs> yay Murph you just <laughs> murdered like five Romulans good job is it though it's, it's treated like it's like a great moment and I'm like do we just kill these people are, like, are we the bad guys here <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean are we the bad guys here yep 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 I agree Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not can't be the only one that felt this way watching that, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I mean, it was part funny, part cool, but also part. Okay, so we're doing this. Okay, we're going. We're going Trek 2009 on them. Cool. Got it. Um. So anyway, we uh. Along the way, um, you know, he's he's gone. Like he's he's like peace out. I'm done with this and stuff. Um, that was before the elevator fight scene and everything. Um, and we make it back, and I guess we do some like fixy uppy stuff, and that's more or less it, I suppose, for the the proto the protostar crew. Um, there is some interesting stuff that's kind of happening with the Janeway side of things, uh, which we've kind of skipped over. Like there have been like there's been some merging of stuff along the way in this episode. Um, but among it, like within this episode, we have Janeway um, talking to um, a certain Admiral Jellico, who's trying to say, leave well enough alone, Janeway, by the way. Let me remind you of your rank, and that I'm senior senior to you, by the way. And we have the diviner who's like recovering, I guess, continuing to recover in sick bay, and we're still trying to figure out what to do. And like, hey, these are kids. Surely you can't be okay with kids just being over there. Like, we need to go and get them. And um, along the way, it's like, hey, by the way, you're like too invested in this. Like, you're too like you're kind of emotionally compromised kind of thing you need like you know remember the mission remember like what the end game of all this is and um, you need to do your duty basically and, like multiple people are essentially reminding her of this and she's uh, more or less ignoring them I think I mean, what, I what mean, do you think of this Eric? I mean like like I, I still like she call, yeah she calls up you know um, uh, Admiral Jellico, who I'm like I'm glad they didn't try to make him into like a real bad guy here because I think like that'd be too easy. But well, but like yeah. Jellico wasn't a bad guy, and I think he's gotten a really bad rap from like the Picard stand, the Riker stands, like the really the big like the big Riker fans. I think try to make Jellico out to be this like really terrible and 
awful person when he's really yeah. not. Who are any of those big Riker fans? <laughs> that guy <laughs> couldn't even sit in a chair right. <laughs> anyway, you know, she he's basically like, I'm giving you an order. Don't go into that neutral zone. But, like, I brought this up last time. It looks like those Romulan ships are literally like we're face-to-face. So, like, if we're, like, have they gone through the neutral zone already? Because how can we be right face-to-face with each other if we're still on our side? Mm. So, like, they kind of, it looks to me like they broke, like, the the boundary line first. But under no certain terms are you allowed to go in there, right? I know that your judgment is probably being clouded by your feelings for Chicote. And I and just before, I love we saw a little Voyager model, right? Mm-hmm. Right behind her screen. That was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that, by the way. That was cool. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And but like she she basically she does obey. She's like, you know, he says don't go in there, but if the Romulans get close to the protostar, your orders are to blow it up. Right? Don't let them get and like she follows that order almost over the objections of her crew. Her crew's like, "Don't." But she's like, "Stand aside. I'm going to blow up this ship." Yeah, it's or like can, can, shoot on can it. you guys just like make up your mind? Do you want me to do it or not do it? One thing that I did like, though, is that it's very clear that she understands that these are children and they're not directly responsible for, like, destroying the space station, that they're not, like, some evil group of pirate children, you know, that need to be hunted down and destroyed. Well, but, like, like that's nice. It, seem, it seems to me in this episode that they know there's a weapon on the Protostar. Like, they're talking about if the Romulans get a hold of this, they can use the weapon against Starfleet. Like, how did like like how did they find out about the weapon? Unless they're just assuming it was the weapon that destroyed the, the communications relay station in the first episode. But, like, they're, like, almost openly talking about there's a weapon on the Protostar that's going to hurt Starfleet. Well, that I mean... Did- you have the diviner who's who's constantly saying it is a weapon. Is he saying that right now? Yeah. It did seem a little bit like not well explained though. I mean, yeah, there are, I think that there are enough pieces, but like I feel like you could have had like a quick uh quick little huddle, you know, around a desk or something. Observation table thing talk. Yeah, just mm-hmm. quick. So yeah. So yeah. Um, anyway, so like Jane, so this this uh, ensign Ascensia, who's been trying to like help the diviner these past, like you know, it's like I'm gonna work with him, I'm gonna help him get back his memories. Like he can help us find the protostar, find the people that destroyed this relay station, find Chakotay, right? You know, and she's talking to him and. And she met up with Gwyn in the last episode. Yes, Chase. I just got to say, with Asensia, I have had this, like, vibe about her. And I can't remember if I ever said anything about it um, in our, in our conversations. Did. I don't think you did. But I have had such, uh, like, I've, like, I've had these, like, theories in my head, like, is this, like, like, are the Diviners 
people like do they take over other people's bodies like the um oh shoot uh the voyager aliens um that take over the bodies of um dead people to um reproduce um oh the, the ashes to ashes people i forget yeah their like the Kalgi, the kolby something like that yeah the ashes the yeah, Lieutenant that, ballard or ensa well, ballard yeah yeah so like like i've had like that thought like you know do they take over other people's bodies because like like if you listen to Asensia's voice, like it's it's kind of similar to Gwen. So like for a second, I'm like, is Asensia Gwen? Like was like the the like the voice acting like intentional to be Gwen? I mean, obviously it's not Gwen. Um, but I'm like this has to be something to like the Diviners people. And what do you know? Yeah, well, even before I was getting there, I was like, Janeway barges in and was like, was like, uh, yeah, if we're sneaking in there, so are the Romulans. And they figure out a way to tap into the Romulan communication. So that's how they know what's going on the whole time and and how Janeway knows that they're going to take the Romulans have taken over the ship and she's going to blow it up. But yeah, um, after the kids get out, Janeway's like, who are these kids? Like, Lysensia, like, runs off the bridge. You're like, what? What? She ran off the bridge. And she goes, we don't have time. We need to go to pick up the pace. Dreadnought. Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. We can do anything because we are found a cut. I, I honestly, I didn't see that coming. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah. So I have I have question about about this whole like dreadnought being on the Dauntless. So well, it's a different dreadnought, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Maybe. Uh, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Belana Torres is like the engineer that designed the Dauntless. We know this. Do we? Uh huh. Yeah, Torres was one of the chief engineers behind the design of the Dauntless that Janeway is in command of. So, what the devil is up with a General Grievous Polly Pocket thing going on 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 the Dauntless? Like, what's up with that? Like, well, why Asensia, do we... Asensia smuggle it in in her quarters with her personal effects? It's just, it's just, it's, it's kind of, kind of weird that, like, because the plot demands it. God gum it, David. <laughs> Science only works as long as it's meant to. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. But yeah, like we have whether whether she was like whether Dreadnought was smuggled on. Or it was like some kind of like, you know, we have like random like astromechs that are on, you know, starships in the distant future. Like, why not do like a proto type of it now? I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, Dreadnought's there. Asensia is a Vaunicott. It's great. 
And uh, by the way, we were able to take the nickel off of um, Dal's neck before things became permanent. And mm-hmm. well, I mean, I think we get Rock Talk's last, um, last little. I think this is the message from the episode. She's right. She's like, science rules, and science needs rules. And it's our differences that like make us. It's our imperfections that make us special and unique. And I think that's like the message that this episode is trying to get across. Yeah. There we go. Cool. Cool. Scene. Scene. All right, fellas, let's evaluate this sucker. All right, so moving on to uh, the Delta. Look at the different divisions of Starfleet service, looking at command, science, and operations. Where in the world do we start with this thing? Um, uh, There's some mad science going on, right? That's the truth. That still counts as science, right? So you can give the doctor whatever her name was, I forget. You know, some kind of science delta for mad science right that science you can, you can give the Aaron's Eric Sung protege a science for building Dal right that's a science doing science right science. <laughs> I mean you know rock talk for as much as she says yay science let's go explore I don't really think she does any science in this episode does she Right, she has her log. I mean, there's some medical science going on when they're able to take off the thing from Dal and turn him back to normal. So there's some science. There's not no science in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Jankum fixes the nacelles, right? And he repairs our ship. So that's engineering, right? Um, The little space orbital platform thing is a feat of engineering. That's engineering. Um, Murph does some Kirk foo. That's operations. That's like security (laughs) stuff, right? Janeway. Janeway makes a command decision to, to follow orders, right? To not go in to the neutral zone. She makes the command decision to fire torpedoes on the protostar to blow it up when she thinks the Romulans are going to get it. So that's that's command. Um, so with all that said, no deltas for me. <laughs> David you know, I I, I kind of I, I was kind of thinking as as Eric was saying all those things, I I kind of want to reserve. I almost want to start just reserving deltas for what should be the main characters and not ancillary characters or cons- inconsequential things going on around everybody else, um, because I that just feels more right to me. Mm. Because he's right. I mean, like the the pseudo Frankenstein Dal over here that's a 
pretty amazing uh, scientific discovery feat of engineering genetic manipulation to create effectively a completely unique being who is obviously around and sentient and all that good sort of stuff that's a pretty big deal but that wasn't done by the crew um i i'm actually getting a little irritated with rock talk in a way because at one point we were showing her learning science and now she's just giddy about the science going on around her it's like okay well technically she did her and uh um wow god am i forgetting main characters names are medusan uh zero, zero. good lord it's, it's it would just been too long guys we haven't talked in so long um <laughs> so rock talk and zero were able to medically take off this little push button that will allow dow to tap into certain dormant pieces of his genome uh so i guess you know that's medical science so that relates directly to the characters so I, I i could you know sort of stretch a bit of a science delta for them operationally yeah i mean eric's right uh jankum did fix the nacelles i guess with parts and and things and after being shocked and whatnot uh so so that's directly uh them that's one of the crew that you could kind of stretch an off camera sort of thing but it really it really comes down to like you know command because i think a lot of the development of the show at least that i thought was cool was sort of dow learning how to command a group of people who aren't starfleet on a starfleet yeah. ship and the fact that he regressed so hardcore against everything that he's learned uh taking the the quick an easy route where he was directly told by a trusted advisor now in hologram Janeway he did the exact opposite of what he was told and he knew it he knew it because he said it and then he still went against it negative command because that, that that's that's it's a terrible as it's a terrible thing to do you have to you have to learn to know yourself and all that sort of good jazz that I talked about earlier so negative command but you could stretch a point for science and, and, and you know, sort of engineering, I, I guess. But I think it was just so inconsequential to the rest of the, the episode that it's almost not worth talking about. So I'm going to push back a little bit on the command uh, because I think all too often we do focus on, like, our lead as, like, the captain, right? Like, with all the series and stuff. But we also do have, um, like, our, our number ones, in each of the shows too and i think we can all agree that gwen is dal's number one right like maybe unofficially but like gwen is like the number two or you know like the the second in command on the ship i think you get like some moments where gwen gets to shine a little bit where she's like rallying and trying to keep everyone united despite nonsense that's happening all around them like as they're trying to leave um this this station um as they're you know as uh dal is like going through his metamorphosis of his you know matrix plug um uh, that he's got on the back of himself um 
Gwen is still, you know, watching out for her captain. Gwen is, you know, watching out for everyone else and saying, this is what we need to do. We need to move, move, move. And it might not be, I think, as on the nose of like a command thing, but like just the fact that we have like a number one who is immediately stepping in and is assuming like that leadership command kind of vacuum, I think it's worth giving a little something um, from the command, even if it's not our quote unquote captain that's that's showing the command. I mean, Dal is he's incapacitated at this point. Um, and I think Gwyn gets to gets to shine. So I'm gonna I'm giving Gwyn that um, for the command. It's a stretch, but I'm giving it to her. So um on that, let's go into our numerical rating, guys. So on a scale of one to ten, one being a dumpster fire, ten being absolutely Amazing. How do we rate this? Eric, what are you thinking? <laughs> I didn't like it. Okay. I didn't like it. I don't like I don't like what the Dow story is. I was interested in the Dow story. I, I don't like the direction they're going with it. Um it feels like character re- regression for Dow, not character progression. Like David explained, well, like you you knew that this was the wrong thing to do. You like literally waited for everyone to walk out the door so you could like slip in behind because you knew you were doing something wrong. And that just, yeah, I get Dow's a kid, but I feel like we've seen so much much better from him that this just doesn't fit his character. And I don't like I don't like that. I don't like that he's some weird melting pot clone thingamajerg. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about, you know, Asensia also being a Vaunicot. That could lead to some interesting stories, potentially. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Where, where are we going from here? Like, I, I, I want us to, like, actually meet Janeway and we can like talk and we can figure things out that way. That doesn't feel like anything that would happen until the finale. I know we have a two part finale again, so we've got a little ways there, but I just, I'm not, I'm this season is kind of disappointing me a little bit right now after how well the last season ended or the season one a ended. And I know you can't always keep things at that high of a level, but I'm a little disappointed and this is probably my least favorite episode of of lower of lower decks <laughs> of Dang. prodigy this is my least favorite episode of prodigy um I, you know you know looking back over my ratings i, I get let sleeping board lie i gave a 6.5 because i thought there were a lot of problems with that episode you know and i think there's a lot of problems with this episode i'm just i'm gonna give this one a 6.5 as well because I don't know if it's too terribly much worse than that. There's just a lot of things I don't like about it. All right, David. I'll I'll, I'll save you for right now. You don't have to go next. Okay. Um. So, I didn't mind this episode, um, but it did seem like it was, um uneven in a lot of places I 
I think we were all looking forward to like the Dow thing. I mean, like we've been like wondering, like who is this purple-faced, you know, gray-haired Mohawk kid um, since like episode one for crying out loud, you know, fifteen episode, fifteen episodes ago. And um, I think there's a lot of good here. I think there's a lot of potential um, that we still have with our characters, and. I mean, I'm hoping that we'll get a return to like a season 1A type of storytelling where there's the depth, there's the richness that we fell in love with. Um, but this this back half is just feeling like it's all over the place uh, with, with character development. Um, science for the sake of science, like it's a buzzword rather than a, a thing of actual inquiry is, is problematic. Um, I'm not a fan of like the whole like Soong connection again. Um, hoping that we can move, like we can like fix that some way, somehow and just maybe ignore it or like, just be like, yeah, like the, you know, Dr. Frankenstein was like high as a kite or something like that. Didn't know what she was talking about, which is making something up just to enable her to, you know, um, do some epigenetic, you know, research, whatever, fooling around with whatever type stuff. Um, I'm interested to see how the Valnacott thing, like the thing that has me kind of wondering is, you know, with Asensia having her, um, um, like the same, like epigenetic thingy, um, it makes me wonder if there is something to the Valnacott being part human or something like if there is some kind of like taking over piece um to where the valnacott are like an evolution of humans an evolution of trill an evolution of something um that i hadn't i mean that had been there but like hadn't really considered like the whole like magic button thing so i'm with you eric i do hope that there is more um there's more that we get to see i i did enjoy this just a little bit more than um than the the let sleeping borg lie episode i wasn't too keen on that i think this even though it's it's kind of all over the place and there's some disappointing things there too i think there is like, like some fun stuff too that's going on and uh, for me this episode is just a little bit not much but just a little bit better than let sleeping borg lie and i'm just giving it an even seven so david you're up okay um it was a highly disappointing episode for me uh this was kind of the show that felt unique in its own way uh whereas we had we've had a lot of tie-ins how much trek can we shove in the trek and all the, all this, all that kind of bs that really hasn't been setting super duper well on the palette uh this was the show that from the start provided some some excitement into the uh into the current trek universe and it's disappointing that we do have a couple of nose dives here um in this sort of season one and a half or whatever the heck we were trying to call it 
and it, it you know it kind of feels like it's like how how did you run out of ideas already this was your big idea like and i said this on um with discovery with with uh dilithium planet it's like that was your big idea that was the thing that you came up with millions of dollars and blah 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 this is what you came up with um i'm disappointed with the origins of dow i'm disappointed that he's some genetic experiment and that we constantly have to tie in a soon character in every single show i'm disappointed that he can't just be singularly himself and now we have to deal with well what about this augmentation Uh, can i tap into this is this good is this bad it's just it's it's a story that we've we've heard just so many times just recycle it's a retread um you know it seems like more and more recently we're, we're picking up on things like hey this is trek uh, 2009 oh hey this was in this and this was in this again like for, for the love of god just like f- figure out how you can set a trend and stay on the path man um it does feel like in general uh, TV making filmmaking is is so afraid to take a leap and maybe people just don't know how to take leaps anymore in in that sort of writer's room maybe maybe we are just at at a point where we're just becoming unoriginal but now we're focusing so much on everything else and I just want to dive into these characters I just want to know, you know, know more about Dal and, and what he's thinking on a day-to-day basis. I want to see him make command decisions that affect the crew. No disrespect, Chase, but I didn't really uh, think that Gwen took as much charge as, as maybe, you know, you had observed. And maybe I'm wrong on that. But I, I want a number one who who maybe sees Dal sort of like slinking back and like takes him aside and, and you know, maybe has a little bit more stern of a conversation you know i mean that we've seen number ones come through and and really lay into their captains because they have to that's their job and and again they're younger but it is what it is like we i i think that there's a maturity level that we've built up in this show that we're we kind of ping pong back and forth a little bit too much and and rock talk we had an amazing episode and then all of a sudden, instead of doing science, learning science, uh, providing at least a few things that could spark curiosity, and then you could go run onto the internet and figure out what what exactly we're talking about. Let me Google that. No, instead we're just saying, I like science. Uh, yeah, I, science is good. And what what does that amount to in the grand scheme of things? Um, I don't need it to be an educational show for all the children, but it would be nice to have something in there for them. Children aren't dumb. Like the, you can you can put some complex things in there, and and they'll they'll run with it. I see it all the time. Um, you know, and I I don't know. I, I I'm 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 done being uh, critical about it. But it, it's it's just kind of I maybe. Maybe we have a bit of a dip and we and we come back with something something better next week because that that did sort of seem to to happen a little bit there. Um, it was just disappointing. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a six point eight on it. All right, all right. 
So we have a... That's 6.8. Okay. Wowzers. So we have a 6.5 a from Eric, a 6.8 from David, and a 7 from me. It's great. It's great. It's fine. So that gives us an average rating uh, for this episode of... Um, we'll just round it up to a 6.8. Good job. Good job. You did it, David. You did it. Woo. So I'm going to ask, I mean, we're at this point, like we're several days removed from when it, it actually aired. So, um, you know, what does, what's the internet um, saying about this? Oh, sure. I can look that up. I, I, <laughs> uh, let me get my phone out here. Okay. Dun dun <laughs> okay, I get it. Um, yeah, so this episode has an 8.3 rating on IMDb. Nobody's written a review, but 8.3 with 87 rankings, which puts it uh, tied with All the World's a Stage at 8.3. Mm. Just slightly lower than Crossroads, with is an eight point five. Wow, I, I know, I know, we're very early because you said there was only eighty three ratings. Is that what 80, 87. 87. So I know it's early, but do you ever start to wonder if you're just, just not, you're just not in the same vein as other people are? I don't know because we've rated some things low and like they've been higher. You know, is it is it just? This is just maybe we're we're just not suited for this or something. Or? I mean, but then we've rated something super high that weren't that high. Right. Like, look, I mean, I'm looking like first contact, right? Going back to last, you know, part A of this, right? Our first contact, eight point seven, nine point five, nine point three, for an overall rating of nine point one seven. That's us. That has a seven point five that episode on IMDb. Well, it, it it furthers my point. I mean, is it just like we're we're just we're just off the general viewing base or something like that? Because yeah, I mean, I I remember a few that we were we rated high that were rated lower, a few that we rated low that were rated super high. It just I feel like that, I feel like we were on for lower decks though. Right, yeah, this season. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we were. I could be mistaken, but I mean, I just want to see this stuff do well. I, I I really do. And this was a show that came out swinging so hard. Uh, something that I I didn't think would be. I didn't have super high hopes for it. It wound up being like one of my favorite things that we've been watching in, in more modern Trek and it's uh yeah it's 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 weird great great yeah we're we're probably just out of touch it's fine we're just old right <laughs> speaking of old I need to go to bed <laughs> 
We're just old. Yeah, boys, you you guys got to work, and I'm just going to stay at home. (laughs) Oh, Lord of mercy. Well, perhaps we are out of touch, but you know what we're not out of touch with? The most important part of the show, and that is the Twitter poll. Twitter poll. It's been gone for a while. I feel like we didn't have one last episode, and it's been a while since we recorded that. I need to get my Twitter poll fixed. Hmm. Here's your drip. Ready for this? <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow, David. Thanks, bud. Appreciate you. Uh, so I asked this very important uh, question to uh, to the Twitterverse, and uh, here we go. So um, which secondary characteristics would you not want to make you, quote-unquote, better? Which secondary characteristics would you not want to make you better? Okay, your choices are Ferengi lobes, Kazon hair, Kelpian feet, or a Sulaban face. <laughs> okay, come on, come at me one more time. Which secondary characteristics would you not want to make you better? Okay, Ferengi lobes. Kazon hair, Kelpian feet, Sulaban face. I feel like Kelpian. No, because they're like big hooves. I was thinking about like webbed feet. No, they're. <sighs> Dang. I don't want Kazon hair. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first one again? Ferengi lobes. Oh, Ferengi. I. Yeah. I could get some nice Umox though, right? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um I, <laughs> I don't want I don't want Kelpian feet. But like so Kelpians run really fast though, even with those big hooved feet. Somehow, yeah. I don't want K's on hair. I'm coming. I'm, that's my answer. I don't want K's on hair. Okay. How about you, David? I think there's only one in that list that doesn't make for some helpful thing in life, which is clearly K's on hair. Like when we refer to the lobes, we're more talking about their business acumen, not their pleasure time. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> As Eric just put forward, maybe the Kelpian feet aren't so bad because they're faster. <laughs> and a Sulaban's face, the only thing about a Sulaban's face is, are we talking about with or without augmentation? Because if we're talking about with their augmentation, with their increased eyesight and their, like, blendy chameleon ability that doesn't sound too bad but hey would you just like this hair i mean i could do without it i mean i could put on a wig if i needed to or just like go to mots and like get them to phaser me on some a different hair so I, I don't know i don't know how it works like are, are are there hair plugs for men in 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 the star trek universe? <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh wow wow okay let's let's go to the results gang so coming in in last place with zero 
0% of the vote. Zero. Nothing. Kelpian feet. All right. I know. Big, big shocker. Big, big disappointer there. All right. Coming in in third place with 11.1% of the vote. Kazon Hare. Oh, man. Here we go. Coming down to the Ferengi and the Suliban. Here we go. Our runner-up with 33.3% of the vote. All about that, Umox. We're talking about the Ferengi Lobes, which means our winner with 55.6% of the vote is a Suliban face. Wow. I don't think there's anything wrong with the Suliban face. I mean, other than it looks like, you know, pollen in in a pond in Louisiana. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I have an ugly face, so I'm used to that. Look, it, it's just it's a lemon that's been out in the sun too long, is desiccated <laughs> a little bit, starting to see the ridges and bumps. <laughs> oh man, oh man, yeah. This is like the this is, somehow feels like an extended version of like this or that you know, type of thing. Yeah. Like, would you rather type of yeah. thing? <laughs> oh, guys, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> we need to do more of that. More of that. All right. Well, fellas, thank you as always for uh, for jibber-jabbering with me. Uh, we're halfway through, I think, um, this uh, back half of... Um, of the season for uh, for Prodigy, so um, if hopefully the the trend um, that we started in the first half of the season will be a thing this go around, where the episodes just got really strong in the back half of the season. So hopefully we'll get that in the back half of um, you know season one B, and um, just hope for the best. So uh, fellas, hope you all. Um, you know, enjoy the rest of your your week and whatnot. And um, to our dear listeners, you know, what do you think of the episode? Do you have similar similar thoughts? Um, do you agree? Do you disagree? We'd love to hear it. Uh, let us know. Send us a note to trtvpod at gmail or you can send us a voice only transmission eight one seven seven five two four seven five seven. There's a three minute limit before the Tal Shiar come after you, not me. So uh, make sure you have your um, epigenetic button ready to do weird karate matrix stuff. Um, other than that, if you want to mail us something like parts to fix a broken down ship, we'd love that. Make sure it gets to the Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to bold to go and make it so.